Okay, hello friends, this is Pastor Frank. Thanks for coming by. You know what I always say. I hope you do by now. I'm glad you came by. And I'm glad for any opportunity to share with you about God's love. God gives us a very clear message in the Bible. God the Father said this, that I love you, and I've sent my only begotten Son into the world to give his life for you. He took our place. He was judged in our place, paid for our sins in our place. But he came to put away sin, to pay the sacrifice for our sins. And that's about as clear as, well, it's very clear. I'm not sure if that's as clear as you can get, but those are clear sayings. And by the way, if you were here in a recent broadcast, I was sharing about the seven I am's that Jesus spoke on the cross. You see, I need to make it clear. I did tell you how much God loves you. But did you know God's love hung on a cross for you? Did you know the Bible teaches that the world rejected him? So Jesus paid the price for all the wrong that we've done, for all the sin that we've committed. Jesus didn't want us to go astray. In fact, he said, I am not willing that any should perish. So he gave his life on a cross. Do you know, maybe you haven't thought about it, but there are missionaries, many missionaries right now, are sharing the gospel message in the darkest places in the world. Did you know for just one example, that China is against the gospel. China does not like Christianity, and it's outlawed in many places in China. But did you know, you could check this for yourself by what you read and by what you could learn on a computer, there's a very strong Christian church in China, but it's underground. It can't be public. But the Chinese folks did give some kind of a church for believers to go through, too, but it didn't give the message. It couldn't possibly give the message I've been sharing with you. They don't want that. It's against the law in China. People are in prison in China because they let out the gospel and they were caught and they were arrested. That's not the only place that things like this are going on in the world, but many other places that I can't share with you now. But I could always give you information about that. I do get literature in my P.O. box from missionaries all over the world in different places, India, China, even Russia. There are many Christians there, but you don't know about it because they don't let you know about it. And there are many that actually give their life because of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's hard to believe, but it's true. We sometimes begin to get a taste of it 
in our country now because my personal conviction is that our country is losing many liberties. And one of those things are churches. There are many groups, even politicians, that would like to wash away the Christian message. It's okay to have a church that doesn't talk about the Bible, but they don't especially like churches that teach the Bible. You may not be aware of that. Maybe you are. I don't know. But I tell you the truth from my own expression and my own conviction. But let me tell you this. Recently, I shared on this very broadcast the seven I am's of Jesus Christ on the cross. Imagine the things that he said. I am the bread of life. We all need spiritual food. Why? Because sin came into the world, and the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. You know, that word all is a big word, but the point is all includes you and me and everybody. All have sinned. There is there isn't one perfect person that ever walked on planet Earth except the Lord Jesus Christ. No sin in him. You know, I've been doing lots of study lately, and many times I counsel with people. And the truth of the matter is, when you study the Bible, you find out that we're not perfect at all. Jesus is the perfect example. And we'd like to follow him, be a good person, and be like Jesus. And some people say, well, I live by the commandments. And my reply to that is, no, you don't. No one has kept the Ten Commandments. Nobody can possibly keep the Ten Commandments. But Jesus did. I'll give you a little bit of a challenge. Look up the Ten Commandments. Write them down somewhere. Keep them in front of you. And see if you can keep the Ten Commandments all day long. You will find out that you can't. What does that prove? It proves what God already said. You're a sinner and you can't do it. Without me, Jesus is saying, without me, you can't do anything right. Check it out yourself. Find how true it is. But I understand. Many people don't understand. They don't know Jesus. They don't know the Bible. So they can make remarks like, I live by the commandments. No, you don't. You failed. We all have. But God doesn't condemn us. He loves us. Jesus came into the world to pay for all of our sin, including the Ten Commandments that we have broken. Well, you may think you have kept most of the commandments, but you didn't keep them all because God required that we keep every commandment. No one has ever been able to do that. And so I just wanted to remind you, you might be a very good person from a human point of view. 
I accept that. I know lots of good people, but they're not Christians. But they're good people from a human point of view. But if we compare ourselves with what God has to say, we're not so good. In fact, the Bible says, this is in Romans chapter 3, God said, there are none that doeth good. No, not one. That's what God tells us. The Bible says that. It's in your Bible. Romans 3, verse 10. There are none that doeth good. See, God has a perfect standard for goodness. And there are many good people. Don't get me wrong. There are many good people. And I love people. I like people. I like to have time with people. But God said there are none of us that are perfect. None of us. The Bible says, and this is also in the book of Romans in the New Testament, Romans 3, verse 23, God said, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Did you hear that? There's that big word again, all, all have sinned. Now, I don't want to offend anybody. It's, I'm not pointing my finger at you. I, in fact, I'm only a messenger. I am just speaking to you about what the Bible teaches. So if you get angry hearing these things, because you think you're basically good and good enough to go to heaven, the message I'm giving you is saying, no, you're not good enough. But remember this. I didn't say it. The Bible says it. So if you get angry, there's no sense in getting angry with me. I can't do anything about it one way or the other. You know, some great men, some great people have done their best to prove that the Bible is full of mistakes and contradicts itself. Well, I studied the Bible intensely, but it's not me. It's many, many scholars who were on a path of unbelief only to try to prove to somebody that the Bible was wrong and they find out they were wrong because they studied the subject and found out the Bible is absolute authority. That's true. Some of the greatest men, I can't begin to mention them all right now, but there are many men. I have studied the life of lawyers and journalists that went out into the world, literally, to try to find the evidence and proof that Jesus is not who he said he is. But when they did that very thing, they came back absolutely convicted that Jesus Christ is truly the Lord of glory. So I would challenge you, check it out. C.S. Lewis is a great writer, great man. He found himself to be a Christian after his examination. Right now, there's a lawyer journalist, uh, Lee Strobel. Many of his books are in the bookstores. Go to Barnes & Noble, you can find it. Uh, he wrote, wrote many books to prove who Jesus is. But you know how he found out? He tried to prove to his wife, who was a Christian, and he wasn't. He tried to prove to his wife that her Christian faith was wrong. And he said to his wife, 
I'll prove it to you. So he went out. He went all over the world, met with the most important people you could possibly imagine. Very intelligent people, mostly Christian people, and he asked them questions about these statements that Jesus made to see, is it really accurate? Is the Bible absolutely true? And they come back by saying, I've checked the evidence. There's no question about it. The Bible is true. Many conversions that way because they dared to check the evidence. There's a true story. Fairly recent times, the two lawyers got together And they were angry because there were Christians in their family. And one lawyer said to the other lawyer, look, I'm going to write a book about this. I'm going to write a book and prove that Jesus Christ is not God. And the other lawyer said, I'm going to write a book also. I'm going to pray. I'm going to write. The Bible is not true. And I can prove it. And they said, let's go our separate ways. You write your book. I'll write my book. They went their separate ways. A long time after, they came back together again. And they said, what did you find? And the other journalist said, what did you find? And they both discussed what they wrote. And they both confessed. confessed. They both confessed that they became Christians because they checked the evidence. And they could not deny that the Bible was true. And they could not deny that Jesus proved that he was God the Son. Such a wonderful story. And, you know, there are many like that, many true testimonies of intelligent people that wanted to destroy the message of the Bible. And you might say, well, why do people want to do that? I don't know. You tell me. I have talked to many people. I've been around a long time. And I've tried to share God's love with many people who deny believing the Bible. You don't have to go far to find that out. You can go to people. You can tell them things about the Bible. And many people say, I don't believe the Bible. It has a lot of mistakes in it. It contradicts itself. Jesus was only a man. All of that is deception. No, the Bible is absolutely true. You can back your life on it. There are many people who have given their lives for the gospel. You know, all the men that followed Jesus, his disciples at that time, when Jesus was here on the earth, they became true, convicted followers of God. They went out into the world after Jesus went back to heaven. They went out into the world to share the gospel with others. And they all died a martyr's death. They were rejected. The Apostle Paul died. He was executed in a Roman prison. And all of them, all except the Apostle John, who wasn't hung on a cross, but all the others 
were tortured and suffered great abuse and died at the hands of the Romans or other enemies. And you say, well, why would they do that? They knew that Jesus came back from the grave and he went back to heaven. Yes, they knew that. It even took them a while to find out how true it was. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. You know, the, the greatest book ever written is the Bible. And the greatest love story ever written is in the Bible. Fulton Ausler, who was a very dedicated Catholic, I think he was a bishop years ago, he wrote two books about Jesus because he believed the Bible. And he wrote the greatest story ever given. He wrote about Jesus. It was a great book at the time. Of course, it's outdated now. But I remember reading that book. I thought it was great. It had lots of inspiration in it. Many people have written good things about what they discovered about the truth of the Bible and the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, it's amazing. I, You know, I'm not trying to say I know and I'm smart and all of those things. No, I'm not. You could put me on the bottom of the list. There are many great scholars and many great men that could outdo anything that I try to do, so that's not the point. But God came into my life. He changed my life. He showed me things. And I know that Jesus is alive and well. And I know that he loves you. And he prays for you, believe it or not. Did you know, and this is another subject someday I'd like to share with you, Jesus Christ is our great high priest in heaven. He's our intercessor. He prays for us. When we pray to Jesus, we're praying to a priest. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the only perfect priest that has ever come into the world. Because our great high priest, Jesus Christ, without sin, hears the prayer of sinners who come to him. As I was sharing earlier here on the broadcast, don't be afraid to pray. You, you might be listening, and you, you may have even shut me off by now. That's okay. I understand that. But if you're still bearing and listening with me, do you know that right now you could pray and thank Jesus for dying on the cross for you and paying the price for your sin, and you know what would happen? God would write your name down in the book of life. You would belong to him because you're saved by faith, not by your character, not by your personality, but was saved only one way, by faith. And you might say, uh, you might be saying, he's wrong, he's wrong. No, I'm right, I'm telling you, I'm only talking to you about what the Bible says. The Bible says that by grace you are saved by faith, not of your good works. That's a message from God, it's not my idea. But I'm only pointing it out because if you would like to become a Christian, because in a true way, I mean, because you haven't heard this message before, I would invite you to go into your prayer closet that nobody knows about, that private place 
the Bible calls it a secret place because you can go to God in your heart, open that door in your heart, and talk to God. It's very personal. It's just you and God. And tell him, this is what I suggest, tell Jesus, thank him for what he did for you on the cross. He paid for all your sins. Just thank him. And then tell him that you want to be a child of his. That's a guaranteed answer to prayer. You go to God, all you got to do is speak the truth. God will hear your prayer for forgiveness. And all your sin will be wiped away. Jesus said, the great I am passages that we find in the Bible that he gave us. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. He's the only way. He's the only absolute truth. And he's the only life. You know, right now, many people say on talk programs, politicians, these arguments between people who are conservatives, and there are people on the other side who call themselves liberal, and they argue. They argue about truth, and many say there is no absolute truth, and conservatives say, yes, there is. There is such a thing as truth. But the professors, professors are teaching young people in colleges that there is no absolute truth. Yes, our country has fallen down. It's, it's perishing. And that's why Jesus came into the world. Because the world is perishing. And without the message of Jesus, where can the world find peace? Thank God there are sincere good Christians all over the world. Different nationalities different vocabularies of different languages. True believers. I get material written to me, told to me, from missionaries who go out into the world and tell people the gospel. And many come to know Jesus in a personal way. Right now, believe it or not, there are some great preachers out there in the jungles somewhere who are preaching the gospel. I remember reading from one of the great missionaries of years ago. Can't think of his name right now. There's, there's much about him. You can read about him. Oh, I know, Jim Elliott. He gave his missionary stories. He gave his life for Christ. Because out in the jungles, many savages rejected him, and they killed him. But Jim Elliot left a message. And many of those folks, many of those people called savages, but they're God's creation. They became true believers. There's a story about a witch hunter in one of those tribes. In some ways, a, a witch hunter was like, um, like a religious leader or a politician. But he came to Christ, and he shared the gospel with other people in his tribe. 
in that tribe became Christians. These are in the darkest places in the world. God can do great things. We have to give credit to people like missionaries like Jim Elliott, who gave his life for Christ. We need to give credit to people like that to go to those dark places in the world to share about God's love. My last thing that Jesus said that I can share with you right now is Jesus said, I am the true vine. Well, that means a lot, and I don't have time to go into all of it, but when he said, I'm the true vine, he was giving an example that you can't get fruit off of a dead tree. But you can get real fruit and flowers or whatever you want to think about it off the true vine. Jesus was given an illustration that he gives life, and life comes from him. As I said earlier, Jesus is the way, the life, and truth. Let me ask you a personal question, but you don't have to answer me. Let me ask you a personal question. Have you ever invited Jesus into your life? You may have many doubts. You've heard things about the Bible, people telling you it's crazy, it's not a good book, it's, it's old-fashioned, and it contradicts itself, and Jesus was only a plain man like you and I. But if you study the evidence, you'll find out the truth. The Bible is the Word of God. Jesus Christ is God's Son, and the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us these things. You know basic Christianity. The Bible is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Would you like some literature on this? It's absolutely free. I'm not looking for anything at all. I accept people even getting angry with me about things like this. Please write to me. Address your mail to Pastor Frank, P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, Mass, 01888. Share your prayer request. I'll get back to you. By the way, I do have a website. Uh, we're, we're making changes there, but you could still get the website. AGMRadio.net, AGMRadio.net. Please come back the next time.